Before we dive into this episode, let's hear from James and the Winging It Travel Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Winging It Travel Podcast. This is a travel podcast where we're having conversations with new guests every Monday. This is an anecdotal, informative podcast for backpackers, travellers or anyone who's interested in travel. It's a casual style where there'll be stories to tell, tips to share and experiences to inspire. My name is James Hammond. I've travelled to 50 countries, done three work visas and planning to do a big worldwide trip later this year. I've met so many people on my travels in the last 10 years that I just have to get them on this podcast to get their stories on record and provide some tips for you for your trip. There'll be so much travel content coming your way in the next coming weeks, months and years that'll inspire you to book that trip that you've always wanted. Stay tuned for my weekly episode. Thanks. Hello everyone, I am Matthew Thomas, this is Super Cool Radio, have a great guest with me at this time, she's a great singer-songwriter from Ontario, Canada, please welcome Alexis Taylor. (laughs) Hi, thanks so much for having me. Of course, really nice to have you on the show, I definitely look forward to chatting with you. You as well. Right on. I know uh, we had a lot to discuss before we really jump into everything. I'm going to start uh, off with this because I know the pandemic, it really changed the world very quickly, very fast. What is one thing you learned about yourself because of the pandemic? Um, I think one thing that I really learned about myself is that I am more adaptable than I think, <laughs> which sounds weird, but I mean, obviously... As a musician, I wasn't really able to play out a whole lot um, for for a very long time. I was actually stuck in Canada for most of the pandemic. Um, but through that, I was able to kind of, like a lot of other musicians, learn how to do the whole live streaming thing and learn how to set up from home or from anywhere, really, um, and just kind of do your own thing with the world watching still, but in a different way. And for the longest time, I didn't think that, like, because I would see all my friends doing doing live streams, and I'm like, how do they do that? Like, with all the fancy lettering on the side and, like, little tip jar at the top, like, that's just so cool. I wish I could do that. And luckily, my brother's a genius, so he helps me with a lot of setting it up. But, yeah, just stuff like that, it really made me um, think differently about the situation and just kind of think outside the box um, and just adapt to the circumstances. Yeah, definitely. I know uh, you and along with many other uh, musicians really like doing like the whole live show. Like, kind of, you know, obviously what we're doing right now with, you know, through a Zoom style call, yeah. uh, it definitely became the norm for a very long time uh, with everything. And I, I'm glad you're able to set up like the whole, like the aesthetic with the lights, the, the letters on the side, the tip jar, all that stuff, because I was looking at doing that for my stuff and I'm like, this is really complicated. <laughs> yes, I agree. Yeah, it's uh, de- it was definitely a learning curve, I will say. 
So how was it for you? Because obviously it is very different. You know, obviously you are performing with people watching per se, but you don't actually get to, you can interact with them, but they're actually like not there uh, in the present. Yeah, it was really weird for, for the longest time because, you know, you're used to being in a bar or a restaurant and you finish playing and then people clap or there's just noise in general to fill up that void, I guess, when you're just playing by yourself. Um, and so for this, the longest time, it was just, you know, I'd play a song and then I'd be like, okay, thanks everyone. And obviously like with the delay of just technology, you wouldn't necessarily see that great job, good job, or great song, or thanks for the song request. It was kind of like you'd wait a few seconds or a few minutes and, you know, depending on how good my internet connection was, um, just kind of adapting that way. Um, but near the end, when like Canada started being more lenient on their, um, I guess, number of people that you could gather together um, on those laws, I ended up having like my grandma over, some friends over. And so like they all kind of got to have like their own private concert and it was fun. But I was really, really glad <laughs> back when I, I finally got back to Nashville. And it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm singing to real people. This is so weird. <laughs> <laughs> you have to you have to adjust you know to uh to like tech you know through technology and live streaming yeah. to interact with people then you have to adjust back to you know being yeah. in person and seeing everybody yeah <laughs> it's definitely is uh you know obviously for the time with everything going on it was you know a, a great way to connect with people i'm glad you know stuff's obviously uh, opening up more, you're, you're back in Nashville, performing live, so I'm very happy to hear all of that. Yeah, it's been quite the journey, but I'm I'm glad it kind of happened because, well, not glad that it happened. I'm, I'm glad that I was able to spend time with my family during COVID because I know a lot of people, you know, weren't able to do that. Um, and I just, I, I'm a huge family person, so um, getting to spend lots of time with my family, that was definitely a good thing that came out of all of it. The, the little silver lining with um, everything that was going on in the world. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Now, um, as for you, I'm, I'm chatting with uh, Alexis Taylor. So how did you get started as a musician? Gosh, um, I don't ever really know how to answer this question because <laughs> both my parents are, are musicians. And um, just from the time I could talk, I was singing. And you know, singing along to every song on the radio. My parents would like give me weird looks, like how do you know all the words to that song? Um, and I just, I loved singing. And so I grew up singing in church. I grew up singing in school. I would, you know, participate in school plays, all that stuff. Um, but it wasn't really until high school that I really started kind of digging more into music. Um, I didn't necessarily know I was going to move to Nashville at that point, but um, I started playing piano more, playing guitar, songwriting a lot, um, and it just kind of evolved from there. I, um, I ended up going to school in Virginia um, right after high school and was going to go get my elementary education degree, but me and my friend decided that we would take a trip to Nashville, and I just fell in love with the city, the people, everything, and um, I remember calling my parents saying, okay, I'm moving to Nashville and um, I'm gonna be, you know, taking this music career seriously. And 
just because of the program I was in doing elementary education, I could not tell you how many times that semester I picked up a guitar, like maybe four or five, but it was just something that I just realized like when I did pick up that guitar and I was like, okay, like Nashville has inspired me, you know, I'm, I'm back in Virginia, but I know that's where I want to be. It was just kind of like this light turned on in my head. And it was like, why haven't I been doing this all along? Like picking up a guitar just feels so natural and songwriting. I mean, it's, it's who I am. I just, I'm so creative. Um, and it's, yeah, I just kind of, it's a release for me to like, just kind of allow my emotions out. And um, yeah, I'm just really passionate about it. So I don't necessarily think there was ever like one day where I was like, oh, I, I'm going to be a musician and I'm gonna do music. I feel like I was just kind of born with that desire. And I just kind of kept ignoring it for as long as I could. <laughs> and then it's like, yep, okay, we're just gonna give in. I'm gonna move to Nashville. <laughs> And how, how long was the gap from like uh, being in Virginia and wanting to move to Nashville and then eventually moving to Nashville? I spent two years in Virginia, okay. um, but I was, I think it must have been like the winter of my, um, what do you call it in America? It's different in Canada. Um, like my second year of university, is that a sophomore? Sophomore, yes. Okay, sorry, we don't have that in Canada. That's <laughs> but, all right. Um, but yeah, I was a sophomore. I think I made it to like, Christmas or so, and that's when you know we decided to go and visit Nashville. So, um, even though I was still in Virginia finishing up the rest of that school year, I had still already made up my mind. <laughs> no, I, I got you. Uh, it seemed to just you know a culmination of a, a lot of different things. Then to uh, you know, obviously inspire you to actually fully commit and move. Like, how was it um, actually moving to Nashville? Like, you know, taking that kind of leap in your uh, in your life. How was it? It was tough at first, um, you know, I didn't know anyone here. And I feel like moving, looking back on it now, like, I mean, you know, I, I feel as though I was making a decision, not fully thinking it through, which I tend to do, but, um, you know, not knowing anyone, moving is hard enough as it is, but then you're uprooting everything not only from Virginia that I had known for two years, but just Canada in general, all my family still back in Canada. Um, and just kind of starting from square one, actually less than square one, because at least in, in, in Virginia, I did have friends that I knew there, um, even when I initially moved to Virginia. So I knew absolutely no one in Nashville and it was, it was scary. And I had to you know, learn a whole lot about the music industry there was no one really there to hold my hand or to teach me like, hey, you probably shouldn't do that. Or, hey, you should do this. Or, you know, some of the first bars I played at in Nashville, like I, they were just showcases or it was an audition. So I played for free and I didn't realize that usually that's not a thing. <laughs> so it's just things like that that um, I didn't realize that I kind of had to come to learn on my own. Um, and granted I did make friends along the way, which, which was awesome because they helped me a lot. Um, but yeah, it was, it was tough, but I'm, I'm glad I did it. It was the best decision I could have ever made. Well, I, I'm very happy to, you know, to hear like looking back that, uh, about your decision. I'm very happy for you. Glad you made some friends in Nashville. I've heard, uh, my cousin just went there over the weekend. So 
uh, uh, she really had a great time. A lot of history in Nashville, yeah. obviously with country music and uh, Johnny Cash. I believe the Johnny Cash Museum's there. So a lot of uh, history in that city. Yeah, it's it's a great city, not just like for tourism, but even me, I, I love history as well. So just going and seeing all the museums and everything, it's, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> For sure, I think I gotta I gotta go uh, down there sometime. I've I've been to the other side of Nashville. I've been to more on like the um, the Carolina side of Nashville, but I've not actually been in, uh, of Tennessee. But I've not actually been to, to uh, Nashville. Well, you'll have to come, and you'll have to make sure it's like on a day where I'm playing a show and we can hang out. <laughs> you got it. You got it. Uh, but in, until then, I gotta uh, I do want to talk about so the latest single single you've released. Uh, was in February, and that was uh, a long way from home. How was it uh, writing and recording the single? Well, I wrote the song actually in this room. I remember I was so frustrated. I had not written a song in months, and for me, that's not normal. Um, so I remember sitting here, and I was just frustrated playing guitar, just kind of like trying to come up with anything. And sometimes, at least, well, probably more times than, than not for me. I have a little negative voice in my head when I start doubting myself. And the little voice in my head said, you know what, why are you bothering with songwriting? Like, you're never gonna make it. You're never gonna, you know, amount to anything. What are you doing? You should just go home. And then part of me was like, yeah, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> and, um, and this was still kind of, I guess, almost a year. Was it a year ago that I wrote it? I don't remember when I wrote it, but just like still the world was still crazy and everyone was like unsure about things. And I was just personally going through um, just a difficult time. And so that voice of negativity kept on like being pressing. And so I was like, you know what? No, like I'm not going anywhere. Like to turn back now would be stupid. Plus you're a long way from home. So like just, that's a long drive. You don't want to drive all the way back to Canada. So I was like, wait, that's that's not a bad title for a song. And so I thought of just like, like I said earlier, all the things I was feeling, all the emotions, and it just kind of like spilled out onto paper. And um, to me, it's been my most honest, most real song that I've ever released, um, which is I think why it's probably my favorite since since I've released any music in 2018. Um, but yeah, just recording it was really cool too, because not only are you singing the song you wrote and watching it come to life, but, um, just with all the instruments and, and everything, as opposed to me just playing it with my acoustic guitar, it just sounded amazing. And, um, I work with, uh, this guy named John Willis, who has produced for lots and lots of people and is a, an award-winning session player. And he's just so talented. Um, and so working with him, kind of just seeing what he was doing, hearing what he was doing, I was just sitting in the studio, just so happy, like smiling from ear to ear. <laughs> so um, it was just a really cool experience to see something that was such a hard moment for me and then watching it evolve and grow into something bigger. Definitely. It sounds like a really great experience. And, you know, we do even like with the stuff I do and I've talked to other musicians before, there's always that little voice, you know, uh, in your head that goes, why am I doing this? Or like, I shouldn't, you know, 
why am I doing all this and spending all this time doing it? But we do got to put that voice away for a little bit. I'm glad uh, you got a really great song uh, out of that. And uh, just the whole, um, the whole process of making it, uh, it was, it sounds very cool. Yeah. I mean, it, if anything, and, and I should probably preface this with, I don't hear voices. That's not, I'm just, um, but I yeah. feel like, talking to other musicians and people in general over the years, um, you know, there's always that like little devil on your shoulder or angel on your shoulder. And it's like, you can't do that. Or, you know, telling you you're not good enough. And if anything, I'm glad that that moment happened because yeah, I was able to make something beautiful out of it. No, that's good, good uh, thing to, uh, to, to say. Yes. Uh, I did. Didn't mean to hear. Didn't mean to say you hear voices. But yeah, no, I know. <laughs> Just want to clear that up. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. You never know nowadays. Yeah. But uh, no, we always there, there's always that the little part of us that uh, you know always doubts what we're doing or just doesn't uh, have the confidence in you know what we're doing or you know too lazy to actually want to do stuff. So I'm glad you're you obviously you didn't you didn't give into that. You didn't move back to Canada. You're still. Uh, pursuing a music career in Nashville, and I think that is really awesome. Thank you. But I did want to talk about because I did do some research because, as I always do, for my guests. So I did hear in a previous interview that you were working on a new single entitled "Rock Bottom." What yeah. uh, are you at liberty to say about that? Well, uh, I don't have a release date yet that I can firmly tell you. Um, However, like Long Way From Home, I wrote Rock Bottom when I was in not a very fun place. I promise I'm more of a positive person than I make it seem, but um, it was middle of COVID um, that I wrote the song and I'd just gone through a really bad breakup. I was just dealing with a lot. And of course, like being stuck at home, not being able to work. And I love my family, but sometimes they drive me crazy, which I feel like that's the norm for most people, but I love them. But either way, um, just dealing with, you know, life. And I ended up writing uh, Rock Bottom during that time. And yeah, it it's, it's a ballad, which I just, of course, released Long Way From Home, which is a slower song, but I love slow songs. So either way, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a good one. It's something that I'm really proud of and something that I'm excited to show everyone and something I'm excited to release. So, yeah. Now, uh, what can people expect uh, from Rock Bottom? Um, I want to say it's more pop than um, Long Way From Home. It's still got a lot of country elements, but it's more or less on the pop spectrum side of things probably more pop than I would usually write. Um, but I think that the song calls for that. And I think that the depth of the song is really brought out by using both pop and country elements. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's for, for as sad of a song as it is, I, I really hope that people continue to see a different side of me and a side that allows people to see hope even when they are hitting rock bottom and with it being, I think May is like mental health awareness month. So I was trying to have it out this month, but um, unfortunately it didn't work that way. 
But yeah, just bringing awareness to that and, and making people feel like it's okay to talk about when you hit rock bottom. Like it's okay to talk about when you have anxiety or depression or are going through hard things. Like that's, it's important that you talk about that kind of stuff because again, not trying to go back to COVID, but just the rate of deaths that were not COVID related and were suicide related um, just were awful. And just being able to, to open myself up to what I've gone through, um, I want other people to know that it's okay for them to open up as well. And I do think that is very important. I, you know, I did, I, I forgot what the numbers were, but yeah, like the, like the first couple months into yeah. the pandemic, the, the suicide rate absolutely skyrocketed. It was very uh, unfortunate, very sad to hear. I know even uh, for me last year, um, I didn't, wasn't taking as good of care of my mental health as I should have been. Uh, now, obviously I am, I know what to do, you know, how to do and how to process things, but it, it is something I do think people overlook or they just say they're fine and don't actually take the time to process it. Yeah. I'm one of those persons too, like, or I'm one of those people where it's like, oh yeah, I'm fine. I'll deal with it later. So, you know, just trying to have a song where it's like, okay, I want to share this this time of me going through a really tough time and go going through a lot of stuff and sharing that with other people, making it be okay for them to be like, wow, you know, I, I can really relate to that. So, yeah. yeah. I think it also shows something like when I, when I hear music kind of similar to that, it, it reminds me that I'm not alone. You know, that there's other people out there going through like similar or the same struggles as I am. So it, it is a little bit comforting to to just remind yourself a little bit that I'm not alone in all this. Yeah, and that was something that's always kind of resonated with me. I remember when I was in high school, um, going through a breakup and my dog passed away in the same week and it was just, it was awful. And of course, being in high school, you're like, it's the end of the world. I'll never love again. Um, but I remember putting on uh, a CD back when CDs were still a thing and um, just listening. I can't even remember what song it was, but it was by Boys Like Girls, which was my one of my favorite bands at the time, back when I went through like my pop alternative rock emo stage um, and, and putting on a song by them and just listening to the lyrics and feeling like, well, if they can make it through a heartbreak, I can surely make it through a heartbreak. Like this is a, this is a thing that people survive every day. Like, you know, it's just a part of life. We move on and whatever. But yeah, just hearing someone else kind of speak that, not necessarily directly to me, but it sure felt like at the time, like, oh, okay, I get it. Like, if you're going to be okay, I'm going to be okay. Definitely. It's a really great, great way to look at it. I know I, I'm trying to, to get better at that, you know, as well. Uh, but it is, it is very yeah. comforting for, um, you know, for, for other people know that there's other people out there as well. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. But I, I really appreciate you sharing. I know, I know it wasn't really uh, what I was putting on the cover, but I really appreciate it because it's something you know, kind of similar that I, I was going through last year. Yeah, well, you're not alone. <laughs> definitely, definitely not at all. Uh, and I, I do want to talk about... Um, for you since obviously we're talking about uh, a little bit of your writing process about uh, uh, 
long way from home and rock bottom. So what is uh, like a writing process? How do you build a song? It's never the same way twice. Sometimes I will just come up with lyrics first. Sometimes I'll come up with guitar first. Sometimes I'll just come up with a melody. Other times I'll just be sitting at the piano. Um, recently, I actually read somewhere that um, Keith Urban starts out with a lot of his songs just on the drums. And so he'll just listen to like a really cool drum beat. And I was like, that's a cool idea. So I've just been kind of like trying different things and looking into other ways to kind of start songs only because I feel as though if you just do lyrics first or if you just do the melody first, or especially for me, I'm not, I'm not the best guitar player. I feel like I stick to the same chords a lot of the times. So for me to be on other instruments and start writing from there, I feel like my whole entire repertoire just broadens and I think differently. And if, if my song is gonna be drum bass and I'm starting off on the drums, then it's gonna sound completely different than if I'm gonna go and play something on the piano. Um, so it's never really the same way twice, but usually I would say, at least for the past few months, I have been doing a lot more lyrics first based songs. So especially when I'm traveling, I always get ideas either if I'm flying or driving, um, which I won't text and drive, don't worry. Um, I have like a little voice memo on my phone, but um, I'm always like recording ideas for lyrics that I have and just um, using voice notes and, and typing them down or whatever on my little notepad or writing them um, still. So. It just depends, but yeah, lately I've been doing more lyrics first and then building the song around it, but just depends. I really like that because if you, you know, just get in the habit of starting the songs the same way, then they kind of start sounding the same because it's how you're starting your process. So to actually mix it, you know, to mix it up, use different instruments first, I think it's a, it's a really great way and that gives variety uh, to your music. Yeah, and I think so too, like I feel like as one person, if you're not doing a whole lot of co-writing, um, which I have been doing more lately, but if I'm just writing a song by myself, I mean, I know the chords and the, and the melodies that I usually go for because they're more my style. But if I write with someone else and they're a much better guitar player or they specialize in melodies or they're just really great at writing lyrics, it's gonna be completely different than if I was just doing it on my own. Exactly. You, know, you get the other influences there, other people involved, and you know can change the direction of the song. But that does lead me to an interesting question. So I'm going to ask you: uh, if you could co-write with somebody on a song, who would it be? Probably Carrie Underwood because I love her voice, and I feel like she's an awesome person, and I just really look up to her. So, so if I could write a song with her, um, you know, I know she doesn't write a whole lot of her music all the time, but um, yeah, either her or probably Lady Annabellum. Both very Lady, solid. Lady yes. A. <laughs> yes, Lady A, uh, but both very solid picks. Uh, you know, very great. Uh, obviously, Lady A, great uh, band. Also, Carrie Underwood is Carrie Underwood, so uh, no, no uh, explanation yeah. really needed for that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, that's right. And I, you know, just because you were talking about co-writing, I just, you know, decided to ask that. But again, as we were talking about the, with you and just songwriting, um, variety is very, I think, very important. Like, especially like nowadays, like 
I know genre, like we're, you were talking about uh, rock bottom, including more pop elements, but also obviously having country elements in there too. I think nowadays genres are, they're, obviously they're still relevant, uh, but it's becoming more that you can use different you know, styles that it doesn't have to just sound like country music. You can include some other elements in there. And I think that is, it's really cool. It's a nice evolution in the, like the, the music um, industry and like music and songwriting. Yeah, and I think too, because because so many different people write and have different inspirations, like a friend of mine that I really enjoy writing with, he he grew up listening to like rock music and like heavy metal. So obviously what he brings to the table when, when we co-write is a little different than a lot of times I'll co-write with my mom. And my mom has a history of you know country music, but then also a lot of Christian music. So writing writing with her plus she's a completely different age than my friend but um writing with her is going to be a little bit different than you know writing with my friend who's grown up and grew up listening to hard rock and and all that stuff um but i think that's what makes music so great is because you can have all these other influences still staying roughly within that same genre of country but still have like pop blues rock elements to it and that's what makes it so unique I definitely agree with that. And it's cool just to work with, you know, different people because everyone brings a different style or outlook uh, to to the music and the songs they're writing. And to be able to work with, you know, obviously your mom, I actually first time I've heard um, that on my show when I, when I talked to somebody, I think that is really awesome to work with your mom uh, for co-writing and songwriting. I think that is cool. Yeah, she actually, uh, when I was writing Long Way From Home, I showed it to her because I, I always will run songs by her and I'm like, okay, what do you think of this? And so she'll be completely dead honest with me. Like she won't beat around the bush. Like sometimes, you know, you have friends where it's like, hey, I wrote this song. Tell me what you think. And they're like, oh my gosh, it's great. My mom, I love her, but she'll be like, well, it's great. But also, why don't you switch this over to this chord? Or why don't you change this lyric? Or why don't you think about a different way to put this sentence? So she really challenges me as a musician, which is really cool because, you know, you don't necessarily always have those kinds of friends that aren't afraid to hurt your feelings, um, but will really make you better in, in the long run. So for a long way from home, I remember playing, playing the song for her and my dad. Um, and my dad always, he's a musician as well. And he'll always give me, uh, pointers or like things I should do differently, just like my mom does. Um, and yeah, they helped me figure out like the chord structure of Long Way From Home, um, just because right off the bat, the chord pattern is something that I would not usually do. Um, and both of them were like, oh yeah, you should do that. Like this sounds so much, not that it didn't sound great before, but they were like, yeah, this sounds so much better. And it sounds not cookie cutter and will stand out from a lot of your other songs that you've written before, which really I think is beneficial because you've got someone that's like, hey, it's awesome. And they give me encouragement and support, but also this is what'll set you apart from all your other songs. So it's really, it's great to have them kind of in my corner and always cheering me on, but also helping me. It definitely, I think it helps you, obviously, you know, it helps the music, but also it helps you uh, as a musician yeah. to kind of get that very constructive feedback. I know all the time, 
know, people just, you know, when I do interviews and stuff, they're like, oh, it was a great interview and stuff. But there's like, you know, I have a few certain people be like, okay, that was good. Maybe try this, maybe edit this a little bit differently and stuff like that. And it really does help because it helps improve you uh, in whatever like task you're trying to do. Exactly. I agree. Definitely. For sure. And again, it's a family structure. I know you talked about that earlier as well. And I think that it, it's cool to actually get to, you know, work with uh, your parents and the music and stuff since they are actually, you know, they're both musicians as well. Uh, it's just the, the family aspect, I think, is always neat. Yeah, and I think, too, it's it's something that we can bond over because a lot of times if ever, if ever I'm home or even during COVID, like, my dad would join me on my live streams, and it was so much more fun him playing guitar for me than just me playing by myself, or my mom would join me sometimes on piano, and it was just, it was a lot of fun. So we made a lot of memories for sure. But yeah, it's a great, great thing that kind of connects all of us. For sure. Always uh, some great experiences. And as you said, memories, which kind of leads me to my almost closing question. I've included this for this season. Some musicians tell me, tell me after the interview that uh, they don't necessarily like the question, but I think it's very important to ask people, what has been your favorite moment from your musical career? so far i want to say my trip to scandinavia opening for doug seegers um who's a really good friend of mine um was probably the highlight of my music career um getting to go on tour with him not only exploring europe but just having him take me under his wing and kind of like show me the ins and outs of the industry show me the ins and outs of like being on tour and just getting to you know collaborate with him be on stage with him singing duets like it was just it was this amazing completely out of this world experience just so much fun and him and all of like everyone that i met there was just so kind and so sweet and yeah it was it was incredible <laughs> this sounds really awesome not only like getting to perform like you know in europe but also to have such a great person to go on tour with as well like that that sounds a, a really like a really great time and a very very huge highlight as well yeah his his whole team like his band his tour manager everyone like gosh by the end of the tour we were like family it was just it was a wonderful experience and i'm really grateful that doug allowed me to come on that trip with him Definitely, for sure. Very happy for you that you had that opportunity as well. Now we are, uh, I'm closing out the interview, running a little, uh, running out of time here, coming up quick. So before uh, before I sign off and before I close out, uh, what are your plans for the rest of this year, 2022? Year's almost halfway over. So what do you have in store for the rest of this year? We've got about three more singles coming out before the end of the year. So I'm super excited about that. Um, but other than that, just traveling on tour and, and all that stuff. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's really it. I'm excited though. I'm, I'm new music always makes me happy. So to be able to share that with people and I'm working with some new people, co-writing and all that, um, definitely looking forward to the rest of what this year has to offer. Well, I do hope uh, the very best for you. I look forward to listening to the new music because as you said, new music is always fun. I'm always excited for new music and uh, obviously with the shows and tours as well. Best of luck with all of that. Now, if anyone's interested, where can they find you online? 
it's alexistaylormusic.com or I think Instagram is Alexis Taylor Music. Twitter is Miss Taylor Music. Someone else took my name, but <laughs> yeah, usually Alexis Taylor Music. Except on Twitter, that's all right. <laughs> Thank you so much for hanging out with me here on Super Cool Radio. I had a really great time chatting with you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciated taking your time and talking all, all music and all the things. So it's great meeting you. Very nice to meet you as well. Please check out stream support. Give a like to Alexis Taylor. I'm going to leave some links to all of her social media, website, all that in the description. Please check it out. For Alexis Taylor, I'm your host as always, Matthew Thomas. Thank you so much for watching and listening to Super Cool Radio. And remember, stay frosty.